there are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. A little bit funny kind of Johannesburg, a little bit wintry, a little bit summery. But anyway, it is a beautiful era of Shabbos and it's a great honor and privilege to be on your radio, to spend a little bit of time with you on a Erev Shabbos afternoon. I hope it's going fantastically for you and just everything is falling into place and everything is happening exactly the way Hashem wants it to happen, which of course is the only way that it 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 happens. This week is Erev Shabbos, Kodesh Pashas shaved him. We're getting close to, uh, already closer to Hashanah. Today is already the sixth day of, well, of uh, September and, and of uh Chodesh Elul, Pasha Shotim, therefore, is then the very special Haftarah for the uh, fourth of the special weeks between uh, Tisha B'Av and, and Rosh Hashanah. But let's just share an idea together, which has relevance, of course, to Rosh Hashanah, but is drawn, of course, from from the uh, the Pasha. The Pasha begins this week and not uh, uh, demanding any sort of great knowledge of the Pasha, will deal with the first words. The Pasuk says, That it's a mitzvah to appoint judges and, I guess, police a force who are going to enforce the judgment that the Bezden uh, 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 promulgates, that the Bezden puts down in all of your gates. And the, the Mephoshim, uh, explain this passage, kind of obviously going off a little bit from the pshat, going off from the simple explanation and, and waxing a little bit exoterically, that it's referring to the five senses of the, of the, of the human being, which are in fact a human being's gates and windows from which we see the world. And one needs to judge every situation that arises for a person, whether or not it is beneficial for him to use that particular sense in reacting and in handling and in dealing with any particular situation. For example, by Avram Avinu, the Torah describes his sense of seeing as Vayisa Avram Esenov. Right, the Torah is stressing that Avram didn't just see as if he were kind of just uh, uh, kind of almost like filming his his surroundings with 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 uh, his with his eyes kind of twenty four twenty four uh, a seven. Rather, every time that he felt that it was necessary to see, so he made a a deliberate decision. That I'm now going to use, I'm now going to implement my sense of sight, and that it should then go and perform its uh, its function, and 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 see. And for that, he he lifted his his eyes, uncontrolled sight, so is uh, unfortunately bound to bring a person to seeing things, to to viewing things that are that are inappropriate. 
and Chas uh, could expose a person quite easily to things that are completely dangerous to his ruchni, is completely dangerous to his uh, to his spirituality. Klali Yisrael was blessed with an incredible uh, 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 kind of a de Shemaya by the natural phenomenon of we, we, we recently have, we have we have uh, all sorts of things that we see all sorts of great physical things that happen. We've had in the past we've had uh, a, a, a solar eclipse, which was sometimes these things are almost like once in a lifetime uh, uh, events, which uh, which so many people experience, and we had never seen this. You know, there are things that are that are that are, that a person sees once in a year, once in a decade, and often things that one sees only once in his in his uh, in his lifetime. And you know, when these events are about to happen, so there's always this kind of a non-stop uh, barrage of of awareness and, and and warnings that you know, if you're going to look, let's say, at a at a solar eclipse, if you look directly, there's the danger of 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 damaging. Of damaging, of damaging your eyes, and you have to use kind of specific sort of uh, eye eye protection. So, uh, and, and and here you you almost had to spend money to buy the right things in order to see Hakadosh Baruch Hu's uh, eclipse and not damage your eyes while doing so. But do people actually take heed of the fact? Do people actually take take notice? And, and, and surely in terms of, let's say, an eclipse, they did. No one wants to damage, uh, their eyes. Everyone realized, right, that, uh, in this particular situation, in order to view this particular, uh, uh, uh event, if you didn't want to, if you didn't want to, uh, damage, damage your, your eyes, then you, you had to do it. And, and, uh, you better place, uh, you know, our full trust in, 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 in those people who, who tell us, the experts, the, the wise men, the educational, uh, uh, scientists and, and the doctors of what we need and how we need to stay, to stay healthy and, and not become chasasham damage to, uh, you know, for the rest of our lives because of, because of, uh, unwarranted exposure to, to the sun. Now, uh, and, and, you know, we all understand that it would have been a very, very high price just to get one good look at the sun. Would have been a very, very high price to uh, to pay for a lifetime of of uh, of, of 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 damage for for a lifetime of uh, damage for the one moment of pleasure of looking at the at the sun. And and again, you know, uh, what is in fact someone who's not a professional, someone who's not a scientist, not an ophthalmologist, not not a doctor? How are we supposed to know? About, about the science, about the sun, about the, about the human eye, about how to protect our, all these things. We'd rely on others to tell us how we're supposed to do it. It's, it's, it's the scientists are the ones who have the years of, of training and, and, and research. And they're the ones who, who dedicated their lives and, and acquired this knowledge and tell us, be careful, don't do this, do this, and, and you'll be, and you'll be, and you'll be safe. Now, in comparison, if we look at some of of the reactions to what Achachamim say, Achachamim of hundreds of years ago, and our present day Gedolim on the subject of how we need to protect our eyes of of Shmiras of Shmiras Hanaim, 
There has been so many Sfarim written and so many drushes given on, on the subject of protection of one's eyes from any kind of inappropriate exposure, chas v'shalom, which could uh, literally burn out and, 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 and ruin and destroy forever and certainly cause serious damage to our, our, our ruchni system, to our, to our spiritual hearts and our spiritual minds. Yet, many of us don't pay attention. We don't, we don't, we don't take any heed of the words of Chacham. We don't take what they even say seriously. Is not that that we are more more educated in in this field in the in the field of ruchnius in the field of of of, of spirituality than than uh, they or that we've kind of dedicated our, our lives to to the research of 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 Torah more than more than they have. It's just plain our yetsahara, and maybe if we called achachamim by a different name, if we. Uh, Instead of calling them Rabban and Mechacham, maybe we should call them, I don't know, spiritual scientists. Like, uh, like the, uh, the Pasuk says, uh, Nasa Yesurosh B'nei, B'nei Yisrael. And they, 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 they should, you know, in the same way as, uh, Avram lifted up his eyes. Maybe they should also, uh, uh, uh belong to the elite. Nasa, you know, as a NASA Nasa organization, the people who have devoted themselves. So we would consider their warnings with the same strictness and the same seriousness as we do the advice given to us by the, by the professionals, by the, by the, by the experts. And the same applies to all of the senses, all of our five senses that we need to control. We need to bridle them. We need to filter them before we use them. When we recite the Shema, so, Chazal tell us we cover our eyes with the palm of our hand and and the fingers, and perhaps if the usage of the hand was just to cover the eyes, so that we don't become distracted. So, why do we need the hand if the hope shot is that we're just supposed to concentrate fully and totally and focus completely on saying Shema Yisrael and not be distracted? Fine. Then the instruction of Chazal to, should be close, close your eyes so that we don't become distracted. Why do we need to also, uh, 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 cover, cover our eyes with our hands by, 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 by Shmanese. So the halacha says either look in the sitter or close your eyes. So we see that closing your eyes by Shmanese is enough to allow a person to concentrate and, uh, and, and focus. Why here is there the additional security of, of covering with our hands? And perhaps the answer to this, uh, to this question can, can be gleaned from the, from the pshat, from the, from the commentary of, uh, Rabbeinu Bachaya in Pashas Tzav, who writes that our five fingers correlate to the five senses. Each finger parallels Another one of the senses. Therefore, accepting Hashem as the Melech as the king upon ourselves, means that we must accept it together with promising that we are prepared to negate all of our five senses to the will of Hashem. For if one's not prepared to commit to make a, almost a battle with the Yetzirah, who 
really his job and his whole purpose is who wants to control who wants or that he wants that the senses should control us then in fact they will the senses will control him and he'll be un he'll, he will be unable to become an Oyvid Hashem, a servant of HaKadosh Baruch. And perhaps, maybe that's the reason why we cover our eyes with our fingers when we recite the Shema. By saying Shema Yisrael, we accept upon ourselves the yoke of Torah and mitzvah fulfillment. And the Hamish Shetar, the five books of Torah also, perhaps, correspond to the five senses that enable a year to control them and not vice versa, where the senses control you. By placing our fingers on our eyes, when we, when we, when we cobble on ourselves, the, 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 the yoke of our Kodesh Baruch Hu, we are, we are kind of committing ourselves. I want to be the master of my senses. I want to be able to control what I see, not look at things that I shouldn't see, and, and, and make sure I'm not hearing things that, that are also, and make sure that I'm mocked about what, what comes into my mouth, what I, what I eat, and of course what comes, what comes out of my mouth, and what I touch, and not to, and not to, uh, not to any kind of a, any kind of an abuse. And that is then, we can then be mekadish them, we can then concentrate them to serve, to serve, to serve our Kaddish bro. And, and it's fascinating that, uh, the, the, the Gemara in fact, the Gemara, in fact, says on, on the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael Hashem Lakeinu, says that if you take the total gematria of the word Hashem Lakeinu Hashem Lachad, it equals 1,018. And if you take the five names of the, of the fingers, which are the goidel, the thumb, the etzba, the index finger, the arm of the middle finger, the kamitza, the ring finger, and the zeres, the pinky, the, the gematria is exactly the same. So therefore, saying Shema with your hands and fingers and covering one's eyes, it's more than just kind of what, what meets the eye. It's not just, uh, not just concentration. It's a declaration that our love of our Kaddish Baruch Hu motivates us to control our senses and use them in the Avedis, in the Avedis Hashem. We'll come back with our segment on Hilkos Yom Tov. In a moment, this is 101.9, Soul to Soul on Chai FM, the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, we're back on the radio here in Johannesburg on Air Shabbos, as we always do at this point in the broadcast. The important times you need to know for this Shabbos. Candlelighting today is no later than 5 39, uh, 21 minutes before 6 o'clock. That's the latest time, but as uh, we always tell you to try to get them up early, and of course, this week being the first Shabbos in Chodesh Elul, we have a national program put together by the uh, the Union of, of Jewish Women where we try to get the candles lit a few minutes earlier than normal and say some till and put in a few words of, of Tfilah for yourself, for your, for your family, for the Jewish, for the Jewish nation, as we kind of get sort of heart and soul into into Chodeshel and preparing for for Rosh Hashanah. So let's really make an effort this week, maybe to try to sort of go for half past five, go for ten minutes early, and let's see if we can spend a little bit of time 
putting our minds into into some tehillim, into some self-improvement, into making the community we live in and the city we live in and the and the country we live in and the community of Jews that we live amongst a better and more sustainable place. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 29 minutes past 6, one minute before before 6.30. As I said, the, the Haftar this week is the Haftar of 4, Pasha Shavta, week 4 of the special Haftaras between Tisha B'Av and and uh, and Rosh Hashanah and the uh, Perik of Perik Yavos we're going to read this week is is Perik is Perik Vav. So lots of good stuff, lots of good stuff coming. Now we started last week a little bit, just a a brief revision of some of the laws of Yom Tov as we are coming into a whole series of of uh, of Yom Tovim. So we said that we know that uh, on on Shabbos we said all Malacha. Is forbidden. In fact, the pasuk says, "Yom Ashri Shabbos Lashem Lakecha Leisase Kol Melacha." But on Yom Tov, so those things we said, that those type of work that is needed for the preparation of food that I might need for that day is is permitted. And there, because because there is another pasuk, pasuk says that Mikra Kodesh Yelachem Yom Tov should be for you a holy convocation. Kol Melacha Lo Yeyosevahem. No malacha shall be done. Except for that which you need for food preparation. That you're allowed to to uh, to uh, to do, and that's why it's called meleches avoida. In other words, only those things, only that which is called meleches avoida, that is forbidden on on yanta. But any kind of a malacha that a person normally does at home. On a daily basis, for the purpose of preparing his meals, that is allowed to be done on on uh, on Yom Tov. So, therefore, I would be allowed, let's say, to knead a dough. I want to make a fresh challah for for Yom Tov afternoon. I would be allowed to knead a dough on on Yom Tov morning, and then to bake. The, the chalas or the cakes, whatever it is that I want to, that I want to make. Similarly, I could cook if I want some nice fresh meat or fish. I can cook meat or fish on Yontav. I can cook fruits. I can cook vegetables. Any kind of food that I want to prepare, I can cook on, on, uh, on Yontav. Similarly, if I really want to go the fresh route, I could go to my backyard, take my pet cow and actually shecht him on on uh, on Yontif morning, in order to be able to really get some yummy fresh meat for for lunch, and I can fresh my I can <coughs> shecht my deer, my pet deer. I can shecht my pet chickens. All of it, if I need them for lunch on that on that uh, on that day. Similarly, I can even uh, raise the temperature of my uh, of my fire. I can even perhaps lower it. In order to be able to cook and uh, and uh, and bake, and I can take uh, carry. I can carry food that I want from one for for this me- for the coming meals from even from one place to to another. However, how far can I back? Well, I'm not allowed to harvest my uh, my grain in order to eventually turn that into flour, so I can make a dough and therefore bake That's Not that far. I cannot. I cannot see. I cannot go and uh, 
uh, harvest my grapes off the vine so I can make some, some wine. I can't even go and, uh, and thresh my, my ears of grain. I cannot, uh, I cannot, uh, uh, do, do any winnowing on, on, on Shabbos. I cannot do, uh, boyer and get rid of all the pebbles and the stones that are mixed amongst my, my kernels. I can't grain, I can't grind the grain into flour. I can't go and trap. I can shaft my animals, but I can't go and trap them first. I can't go trap my birds or fish for them. I can't even squeeze my grapes in order to make wine or perhaps uh, olive oil. Uh, why? Because those malachas are fall into the category of malachas avoygan. They're not going to be allowed on on uh, on, on yamtiv. And if you want like a a, a a way of remembering it. What what's meleches avoda? Those are the things that are usually done not at home. Those are the things you usually buy, uh, that are done by 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 uh, workers and and kind of usually done on a commercial basis and where they where they prepare huge amounts for 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 vast production or for you know for industrial for industrial use. But the meleches that are allowed, those are usually sort of household. Malachas done by each each household for the pur- for the purpose of what a person himself would do to prepare food for that for that uh, for that for that day. We'll come back with our final segment in a moment. This is one hundred one point nine High FM. This program is Soul to Soul. And hang on for another minute. We'll be back. There are thirty nine milachot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, we're back on your radio for the last segment of our show. So we're talking about the things that are allowed to be done on Yantav, and we need to, to point out and perhaps to stress that when we say that there's certain melachas that are forbidden to be done on Yantav, what we call melachas avayda, so those remain forbidden even if they could be done very, very easily without a great deal of bother, without a great deal of trouble in order to procure food for your Shabbos day, for your Yontif day, you still cannot uh, do it. Let's say, for example, uh, if you have uh, some fruit in your garden, it's not a big deal, just go outside and pluck a couple of apples. The answer is no, you cannot do it. That malach is not permitted on uh, on Yontif. Uh, if you have a uh, pond in your backyard and you want to get some fresh fish and uh, and serve a nice uh, a nice uh, salmon starter on 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 uh, on Shabbos, the answer is no. You cannot do it. That is not one of the malachas that is permitted on uh, on Yantif. But however, the the uh, the Rishonim make a distinction uh, in in terms of the severity of 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 the yisur. There's some who say that. When you do the malacha, if, if you need it for your Shabbos meal, so it's, it wouldn't be an Yisr Doraisa, only an Yisr Dorabonon, but the, you know, the Chachamim just forbade because uh, if a person's going to get involved in these type of things, then he's, he's likely so, uh, 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 
Yeah, he's going to be uh, busy the whole day. He's going to get up early and start catching his fish and start making And What's going to happen to Yontif? He's going to spend the whole day in the kitchen, whole day involved in food preparation. And what kind of Yontif is that? Is that uh, anyway, right? The Yontif is going to become like any other any other weekday and, and you won't be learning turn, you won't be going to shul, there won't be any, any simcha left. In addition to that, since uh, 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 usually those malachas that are forbidden are done industrially, sort of large-scale production for many, many days, so we're, we're worried that uh, if we're going to allow him to do these kind of things, even though they're so easy, he might say, Ach, if I'm really doing it, I'll 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 uh, I'll take a bit more and I'll do a lot of malacha to carry me, you know carry on and 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 benefit me for a long for a long time and then you'll be violating the iser the iser Torah of, of 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 preparing. That's the one opinion, and and one says that no all these malachas, no matter how easy they are, no matter how convenient they are, if you're going to do them on. On uh, on Shabbos, this this is uh, on, I'm sorry on Yontif, this is an Issa because only those malachas that are essential for the preparation of of uh, food for that day, so only there the Torah the Torah permitted it. But any other malacha where the main purpose is for for kind of long term food preparation, so that the Torah forbade forbade also. That's an interesting. Uh, uh, it's, 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 so, so just, just quickly to summarize as we end off. There are seven malachas that are allowed to be done on, on Yom Tif for food, and they are kneading, baking and cooking, uh, a shrita, uh, uh, stripping an animal, skinning an animal, carrying, lighting a fire, extinguishing a fire. And even Chazal, uh, 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 have limited the, the allowance of, of, of lighting fires and putting out fires as will as will uh, as as we'll learn. And some of those will learn that they can be done exactly as they're done normally, uh, uh during during the uh, during the week or even if they're done and there's some that we're gonna require a a a deviation, a a a change and uh and uh, we'll talk about that in the coming week. But our time for this week is over again, as it always happens every single week. But thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being part of our radio family. And just enough time to inspire you to learn Torah, get involved, grow, improve yourself. Take advantage of all the Soul to Soul programs, Monday to Thursday from 1 to 3. And to which each and every one of you a beautiful, warm, inspired, and together as a family, good Shabbos to all.